In the Wild West world of podcasting, there is one podcast that is authentic and genuine and continues to stand tall in its originality. Based on a passion for his guests, their work, and his love of podcasting, Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast get amazing, diverse, unique guests found nowhere else. The variety and quality are endless. There is something for everyone. Derek Thomas is the hero you deserve. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. Welcome to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Here is Derek Thomas. How are you doing? Thank you for having us. Uh, you are both just terrific, I have to say. Quofanzen, uh, I have to say, um, I can't believe that I'm talking to the youngest uh, Academy Award nominee ever. Like, as a movie buff and a movie historian, like, when I find out we were speaking, I mean, as great as Swagger is aside, like, I was so pumped for that. And mm-hmm. you're still kicking ass. You're still kicking ass, which is so awesome. So... <laughs> Most people haven't done it in a lifetime, which you've done by 19. So that's pretty impressive. Yo. Thank you. Yeah. Oh so I have to say that. Um, I, I see. My next question is for you. Your path is a little bit different, but you're still a terrific actor. And I love Thank watching you. your, both of your chemistry on screen. Um, so talk much. a little about that, Isaiah. Your path was a, l- a little different for those watching or maybe wanting to get into this terrific show for the first time. I must say, like, first season, the first five episodes – just really finding my footing, figuring out who, you know, I am as a as a professional. Um, I had to really identify what being professional is to me. And um, once I got that in season two, really just try to lift it up and raise the stakes and, you know, make discoveries and just had to work extra with my acting coach, Michelle Shea, who also coached Sanai Latham and Omar Epps on Love and Basketball. So just had to lean into the people I have around me. And, you know, Q Q is always like just giving me the best advice. And, you know, we, we're great friends. So it's like, it was, it was, it was a dream come true for sure. Yeah, you stole my next question. Do you guys um, talk um, off screen about what you want to do for a scene or advice or things you've learned along the way? Yeah, uh, either one of you, whoever wants to answer. There that. were yeah. times that I would call him or he would call me, and we would sit on the phone and work on a scene like the night before we had it the next day. Right, it happened yeah. so often you would not believe, or like before. You know, we get on to set in hair and makeup. We're chilling, going over, like, right. what we want the vibe to be for the day. Or just, even if it's not the actual words of the script or whatever, we definitely get into the energy of the scene when we see each other. Right. Um, and being the queen as she is, she also, like, really takes my advice most of the time. Except from the basketball court for some reason, because she thinks she could beat me. Because <laughs> I'm Crystal. But like one of my fondest memories was, you know, Quivenjane. I remember working with her in season one. Like we lived in the same apartment, and we would go in the stairwell and dribble the basketball and work on, you know, like her handle, you know, offset. And like just seeing her give her all on the basketball court just made me really want to make sure I have my chops right for this year. And I'm, you know. Just blessed to be here, and you know, you know, I love you. So, where your rapport on screen is amazing. Like, I almost forget that I'm watching a show. I feel like I'm watching two people through a window. Like, I feel like I'm watching an actual relationship. Right? It's not like some shows I watch. I'm like, oh god, this is so forced. You can tell these people are just trying to act. But you guys have it so down perfectly, so natural. It's it makes for a better viewing experience, I think. Right. Yeah, I agree. I met Quivenjane when she was 15. I was 16. And, you know, I immediately just wanted to protect her. Like, that. I'm just 
on a protector mode all the time when I'm around her. And, um, you know, not just physically, but her, her spirit and, you know, her thoughts like that. She knows like, yeah, you're that all the time. She had a, she had a little, she had a little gap you, that you can probably talk about more than me, but you know, coming into swagger, she just got her swagger back and she killed these scenes. I mean, from season one to season two, the emotional drive that she, the vulnerability is just, it's all in there. And, um, very proud of her. Thank well, Vincent, there's a there's a scene early on where um, it, it's tough to watch what Crystal goes through. Right, it's her injury. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's she's trying to convey this to to Jace, but he's not really listening. This is early on, and the the most disturbing part was Coach Wark, right? Because you're watching this, it's like, ooh, this is it's tough to watch. And forget yeah. about everyday life. Forget about you know the the the, the difficulty that just playing basketball brings. Talk a little bit about each of your characters. We'll start with you, if you don't mind. I mean, it was it was definitely a challenge for me. Um, it hit home, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's unfortunately something that happens way too often to young women, young black women. Um, and another unfortunate thing is a lot of people don't say anything about it, um, which is why I did a lot of research. I made sure I found a way to make it authentic and real so that it can open the conversation with people in their household. I've, I've had someone come to me and tell me that their daughter opened up to them about something that happened to them. And that is exactly what I wanted to happen. I wanted it to be an honest, authentic, real, like heartbreaking experience for people to watch it and to see how that can corrupt someone so deeply that they lose themselves. Um, and it was also very important to me, the scenes after it all, where you kind of see her deteriorate and also come to him because she trusts him. And for him to be a man that she trusts is another big thing, because a lot of the time after something like that happens, you shut the whole world out or you just you you change how you see people that you knew before. But. I knew and Crystal knew that she could trust him with that information. And just the whole journey of it all was super important to me to make it real. Yeah. And the way, in the way the coach kind of says, um, well, I'm talking to people at Maryland, like trying to, trying to mask it. And then you're wondering, yeah. is Crystal going to go forward with this still? Because now she's got, he's basically saying I can get you D one. Yeah. So I just, I love the way that all played out. It was just beautifully played. Yes. You know, just it was very important there. to us to make sure that it was obvious that, basketball her her dream her love was at risk that everything she wanted in her life was at risk and it was hard to stand up for herself because she could have lost everything she could have lost everything that meant the world to her um so instead of doing that she just tried her best to ignore it she continued to juice the injury she tried to skip practices but she loved the sport too much and she had to just try to do whatever she could. Mm. Uh, let me ask you this, um, Isaiah, when it comes to Jace, right, he has his own demons. He's, de- you know, the police are not fair to him. They're terrible to him. He's dealing with things, like, you know, a, a single mom. He's dealing with a lot of things from different areas. What, what do you want people to see in, in Jace as they watch the show? Because I was turned on the show kind of late and then I fell in love with it. I was like, Oh, oh my man. God, what took me so long? Thank you so, so much. Whatever um, you wanted to say. Just, you know, his integrity, his poise 
I want people to, you know, lead with that um, in their in their personal lives when they see Jace. Uh, Jace is he at a young age. He's been appointed to be the man of the house, and mm. you know, at first he's wearing that really strong, and he kind of pushes people away. And you know, you see him grow into that foundation with with, with his people and his father figure Ike. And once he figures that out, he's able to really uh, forge his path better and, um, you know, win a championship and be a good leader, a strong leader, and um, really say what he's trying to say and be the person, you know, be the person he's trying to be. Um, you know, I think that's something we can all take with us. You know, and I was watching that great scene when you guys are doing sprints and they're playing the songs. And if you get it wrong, you have to run. It was one of my, it was one of the coolest scenes. And I'm like, they better be playing Lauren Hill. And the Yo. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm like, they better play, uh, you know, Ice Cube. That was, I'm like, I just love the connections here. I, I love that. Yeah. Talk about that scene, whatever you want to say. I mean, Reggie, Reggie, he's so funny because he'll have you at the edge of your seat thinking something's about to happen, and then, and then it just it totally flips. So. Yeah. Like, he's always, like, 14 steps ahead. I say 14 for a reason because 14 is, like, you know, one of our focal points in this show. Um, Emmett Till and Emmett Till, you know, is, is a is a theme in our show. Jace is 14 when we first meet him. And, um, right. you know, he, he has this painting of Emmett Till that is really our color scheme of the entire show. Um, everything that we do kind of... Every color that you see on the screen kind of exists inside this one painting that he'll be sharing very soon. But yeah, like we have a lot of themes on the show. We have a lot of hidden messages, a lot of things that a lot of people wouldn't realize the first time they watch it. But if you watch it again or if you're watching closely, you'll notice like in my room, I have a loving basketball poster in my room. Yeah. The show is about Katie's life. I get it. Some of it is. But yeah. I swear your game is just like um, Jason Tatum's. Oh my God! Just watching it on screen, you are Yo. Jason Tatum. Just mannerisms. And <laughs> Guys, I love you both. Thank you. you. You're both super talented. Thank, Thank you. you very much for this. Thank you for listening to Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can also connect with Monday Morning Critic on Instagram and Facebook, MDM Critic on Twitter, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. All episodes available, www.mmcpodcast.com.